0: Thanks for tuning in to Mana, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church, and are now republished by the Reform Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, listeners. Welcome to today's broadcast. Life here on planet Earth is not at all a bed of roses. Sure, at times life may go fine, but at other times we have to deal with all kinds of negative things that cause hurt and concern and anxiety and worry. Think of job losses, economic insecurity, sickness, political instability, even death. And these are all things we simply have to face and deal with here on planet earth. How now should we do that? anxiety, and concern. That's not something the Philippians in their day were free from either. In chapter 4 of this book, verse 6, Paul literally says, Stop being anxious, implying that anxious they were. Given their situation, it was no wonder they were anxious. They often faced persecution because of their faith. When Paul and Silas came to Philippi in the second missionary journey, then they were arrested beaten, severely flogged, put in stocks, and locked up in the depth of the dungeon. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul writes in chapter 1, verse 30, You are going through the same struggle you saw I had. Their fellow countrymen often did not take it too kindly when the Christians, in loyalty to Christ, refused to worship the emperor. They were seen as a threat to society. As such, they often faced economic and social boycott. At times, they even had to pay with their lives. And this, of course, caused untold sorrow and grief for surviving loved ones. And besides all this, the church at Philippi was still a very young church. They had their own minister, but they had just sent him to Rome to assist Paul. En route, he had almost died of some sickness. And so they knew that Paul himself, who had such an important role in the establishment and support of the churches and believers in those days, was in prison, and therefore greatly restricted in his supportive work. They also experienced members giving up on the faith and leaving. To people struggling with such deep anxieties and concerns, then Paul gave some startling advice, "'Rejoice in the Lord always!' I will say it again. Rejoice! Paul emphasized rejoicing. More specifically, he emphasized rejoicing in the Lord. In other words, rejoice knowing what the Lord Jesus Christ has already done and continues to do to this very day. Paul works that advice or command out by adding, Do not be anxious about anything. No, that does not mean that Paul without any feeling or empathy says, just shrug off your worries, or just bite your lip and go on, or just take a nonchalant approach to health concerns, or just ignore the fact that your illness is terminal, or just get over the death of your loved ones. Rather, he literally says, do not be of divided minds about anything. In other words, says Paul, as you deal with all your deep concerns and worries, let all your thoughts be governed completely by your knowledge and your rejoicing in the work of Christ. And that's also why Paul adds, But in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. The word requests denotes very specific requests. Says Paul, knowing the work of Christ, go to God with your tears and your specific requests. Ask him to give you what you need to accept loss of loved ones, to give you what you need to deal with loved ones suffering pain, to give you what you need to deal with mockery and scoffing and economic hardship and uncertainty. Paul specifically adds, pray with thanksgiving. In this way, he hooks his command to not be anxious into his command to rejoice. Says Paul, Also in your prayers, remember all that Christ has done and still promises to do. And in your prayers too, even your tear-filled prayers, give thanks and rejoice in that work of Christ. Listeners, hearing this instruction of Paul, we can see why believers have reason to go on rejoicing, even in the face of all kinds of anxiety, even in the face of death. Perhaps you've been to funerals where you've seen that. A child has been tragically killed in a car accident, and as such the family is plunged into deep grief. But the family takes us so differently than many other families. No, not that there is a denial of reality, but even in deep grief there is still joy. Why? Because they know the Lord Jesus Christ. They keep in mind what he has done and continues to do. They know that by dying on the cross he has defeated even death. They know that those who belong to him will yet one day be raised from the dead. No, it's not the case that every believer always remembers to look to Christ in all situations. It is not the case that believers are never overwhelmed with sorrow and anxiety. And that's exactly why Paul reminds the Philippians to do this, and spurs them on in this direction. But hearing the advice of Paul, they may have depth of hope, and joy, even in the face of death. In this broken world, filled with all kinds of anxieties, embrace Christ. Rejoice in him, that you too may taste such depth of joy. Rejoice in the Lord. That's the true therapy for anxiety. Thank you for listening. Till next time.